Episode 97 on today's show, the uh, ladies saw the best minds of their generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical. Uh, Simone watched as Daniel Radcliffe lost his behymen, and uh, Steffi debates the merits of pants. Well, uh, if you look over to your right, uh, you will see your hosts. Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? Well, you know that test that I've been trying to take for work ever since I've known you for about six or seven years now? And every so often, I'll pay $329 to go sit and take this five-hour test. And um, my personality will change in the months leading up to it as I'm studying and stressing. (laughs) And then I'll fail it, and then I'll go back to normal, and then the cycle starts again. Well, I finally passed the test. I win! Yay! <laughs> How so, many times did you take it total? I think, I, you know what? I've lost count. Dave and I were trying to figure out, but I think like five or six total. Yeah, I, I would guess five or six as well. So, yeah. congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Remember when you posted once. that? You posted that passing score on Facebook, and I was like, is this yours? I don't see your name yeah. on it. Like, I wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> Yeah, you whore. I um like the only reason I didn't have my name on it was because the address, my address and everything was right next oh, to right. it. So otherwise yeah, I wouldn't yeah. put my name in there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were the only one to, like, who questioned the validity it. of my success. Yeah. <laughs> Please, after all this time it just wasn't adding up. It really I was in shock. I was just like stammering around and the lady told me she's like oh bless your heart okay drive safe after i was freaking out for passing so (laughs) was she familiar with your previous failings no she didn't know she just saw how happy i was she's like you be careful out there (laughs) drive safe that's hilarious well i'm so glad that that's finally done with because it it just made me sad every time you know though we had turned it into a joke (laughs) oh let's talk about that time when i had to take the test and you were in england dancing on stage with supergrass yeah the very same day i felt so bad i know you did (laughs) yeah it was horrible. Like I'm having the best day of my life, and you're having the worst day of your life. So I was just like, and because I knew before, I knew beforehand that you were going to take the test, and I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to, to distract you. I know. And then, and then like I was about to do it, and then you told me you failed. And I was like, oh, like oh. Well, in my news, yeah, I'm dancing on stage with Supergrass tonight in a, in a little Mrs. Santa Claus outfit and high heels. <laughs> Yeah. It's like so. scripted sitcom thing. I know, right? I got, I got to participate in the band bow at the end. I mean, it was the best thing ever. So, But that wasn't the time to share it. It was a really good picture, too. <laughs> we should put the picture at donkini.com because... Um, I think we have already. I think, I think we have, but why not? It's Again, one of the highlights of my life. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. It is almost Christmas. Speaking so, of... Um, 
Um, yes. Did you see the Noel Gallagher rant about Christmas? I put it on Facebook today. I think I tweeted it too, and I was like, Noel. I Gallagher. saw that you had it there, but I didn't. I didn't oh, okay. get to click on it. Uh, he's just talking about why he hates it, and I'm like, Noel Gallagher is quickly becoming my favorite living philosopher. <laughs> Seriously, so, that other so interview funny. that you posted was so great. I know. So yeah, just, yeah. I'm just not the biggest Oasis fan, and he's just too full of himself for, for what they do. So I think that's always why I was against him. But but I always thought he was a better singer than Liam, anyway. So um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm always more of a Noel fan. So, yeah, me but too. I'm totally gonna read that because I mean, I, I think not I like it's hard because Liam's a cock, but oh, he's such a cock. Um, well, anyway, so we, well, speaking of Christmas, it's nearly the end of the year. It's you know mid December now, almost early December, uh, early November. Sorry. So um, yeah, so we're on episode 97. I'm uh, aiming to get to 100 by the end of the year with my shrunky schedule that we've had for the last six months. So. We can do it. <laughs> I think we can do it. Yeah, it's only and but I'm going to Australia for three weeks, so oh, there's that. Right. Yeah. So um, and after last time trying to edit overseas, I'm gonna not try and do that. Oh, again. seriously? It just, yeah, it was really hot because if somebody had a Mac, it would be easier. But yeah. If um, you just throw it up with Jan. no editing, what would that be like? <laughs> um, well, I, have, I, I guess I, that would be okay. I just wouldn't have any background music or anything, and I've all access to all the basic files, so I could just like put the intro and stuff and 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 throw it up there so it could be done we'll see I'll, I'll, I'll bring my mic just in case okay so I just need someone with a Mac is the thing so I think and it could be done and if anyone has any complaints they can find the nearest men's room and speak their complaint into a man's penis that's right <laughs> that's where complaints are spoken to on Dom TV. <laughs> Um, now I understand you saw um, Bad Grandpa. <laughs> okay, I did. I saw Bad Grandpa, and um, I was nervous about it at first because I love the Jackass movies, but yeah. um, this gra- Bad Grandpa thing is just Johnny Knoxville in in you know old man makeup, and then walking around with a young kid, and people are supposed to be shocked at his at his horrible parenting. And so I was like, yeah. And when David got the tickets, he's like, he you know he thought he was gonna surprise me. He's like, the kids are at sleepovers. Let's go. Ha- you know go get drinks and then go see bad grandpa and i'm like david i think i'm too sensitive for this i'm just gonna be so sad that, that he's you know <laughs> being such a bad grandpa to this kid david's like oh you'll be fine after some margaritas <laughs> so i kind of was so i'm in there and and david said that uh, half the time i was like <gasps> with my hand over my heart and the other time i was all ah, like falling over and laughing and so like my favorite one that i can remember i had many favorite moments but the one that I remember the best is that <laughs> the bad grandpa walks into the store, you know, Walmart or something, and the checker's Latina, and he goes, hola, senorita. <laughs> she's like, hi, you know, she's totally American, and he goes, yeah. my Spanish name is El Mucho Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely killed me. I was like rolling around, you know, flailing like I do, and so... I was laughing about it for like two days after that, and and I, like, you know, we're in here, and and I had my head on David's stomach, and I was just kind of laughing, and I'm like, because we're laughing about that thing again, the Ola Senorita Mucho Ding Dong thing, and I'm like, yeah, and I, I said down his pants, I go, Ola Senorita. That's the funniest thing that I'd ever come up with. He gets up, he's like, oh god, so. That's funny. We both do that where we like laugh about things way after they happen. Because one night I was in bed and I just started, we 
the lights were out and I just started shaking and Greg was like, Are you laughing about that thing again? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> I think it woke him up. I think it did because it was that the game, like the the circle game shirt. Is that what you're laughing about? Oh yes, you? that's right. That is what it was. Yes. <laughs> wow. But um, on the subject of movies, I went and saw um, Kill Your Darlings, the new movie with Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a thriller or something, right? It's not a thriller. It's a it's a drama and based on a true story. And he's playing Allen Ginsberg. But my God, I have seen Harry Potter masturbating and getting fucked in the butt. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is did you say it's the Allen Ginsberg movie? Yeah. I didn't even know that part about it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. He's playing Allen Ginsberg. So, yeah, but there's a scene where he's trying to write and he's like, you just see him from behind and you can see his butt crack sitting on this chair and just from behind he's furiously masturbating. And, um, and yeah, and then he's having his first time with a gentleman he meets in a bar and then, yeah, he's like on his back and the guy's like coming over and he's like naked and yeah, he's getting it in the butt. How how did it feel? for you it was kind of shocking it's like (laughs) it was i was fine with it i was i was i was like awesome but i couldn't i I thought he was fine his performance was fine the movie was great but i just like couldn't stop thinking that he was harry potter so not even that i was thinking he was harry potter i think he was fine he was like you know making out with a guy and it was a nice nice tender moment and you know i thought he was good but yeah i think it's just a hard thing for me to shake because he still looks the same you know he hasn't aged so yeah i feel like i've grown up with that kid Yeah, exactly. He's not even a kid anymore. He's like 30. I know. No, he's like only 23, so he's still got a long way to go. I remember when when Prisoner of Azkaban came out, the third the third movie like he had such a growth spurt between that and um and chamber of secrets you know he was just in that awkward <laughs> adolescent phase and so i was kind of like oh look at him and then i was like oh no he's only 14 still <laughs> like i was just like totally i did that recently like um friends of ours that we'd known a long time ago moved away and came back and um i saw their son that i used to babysit but he's now like 19 uh-huh. i was like wow that guy's hot and then I found out that oh. that was Elliot, who I used to babysit. And it was oh, too weird. Oh, no. It's too weird. So bad. Felt like Mrs. Robinson. Totally. Um, so The Disaster Artist yes. is the book that Simone and I have been anticipating like crazy. This is our ca- Behind the Candelabra sort of thing, but reverse. Because yes. Behind the Candelabra was a book we love that turned into a movie. And The Disaster Artist is a movie that we love turn into a book so yes (laughs) i have okay i shamefully admit i'm only on chapter four of the disaster artist and carrie goes she goes are you feeling okay stephanie and then she wrote hand like she would put you know people who know the room well will get that but anyway um it's just honestly I just, yeah, I feel like it's a weird excuse to say I don't have a lot of time, but I don't like I've, I read it on my commute and that's kind of it. But yeah. it is, um, it's really well written and but almost distractingly so in the sense that I'm like I wish Greg Sestero didn't have a writer helping him and he just wrote it back. Like it feels like it would add to it if it's just Greg yeah. talking. But um, so far I like how they're building up how he had these insecurities that would cause him to accept the role, you know, that makes you kind of have a personal connection with him. So um, the way that he he quotes Tommy, like, why do you stand like Statue of Liberty? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just love it. (laughs) 
It's everything you would want to, uh, you know, just hearing more Tommy quotes in your mind. Because just hearing Tommy Wiseau speak is just like music to your ears. Oh. And, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I just, I can't get enough of that. But just, oh, I'm so excited. You still have more to go. Like, oh, I, I need to read it again because I, uh, um, yeah, I've just read it the once. But Greg and I went to the, um, there was a, uh, a book launch in L.A. Uh-huh. And um, and we went to that. And I got my photo with um, a, a large portion of the cast. Oh, with, that uh, was so good. Yeah, with Juliette Danielle and, and her mother in the movie Claudette and, Peter, the psychologist, and Michelle. Peter, uh, so. why do you always play psychologist with us? Because he asked him to. That's what I always shout out after in the movie. Like, Peter, you always play psychologist, which is like about a minute and a half after. He's like, well, you know, you, you, what do you think? You're the psychologist. Oh, my God. Listen her again. I can't reiterate enough. Your Dongtini homework is always and pretty much only to watch the room. Yes, so I felt like really, we should say um, that again. Your Dongtini yes, homework is only that you watch the room. <laughs> yes, because we're always talking in room without even realizing it half the time. I think so. It will really um, make your enjoyment of the podcast even better if you do. So, and I know listener Nadine finally watched it, and yeah. uh, she was yeah tweeting at us many OMG moments. So uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I just can't. I'll, I can't wait to discuss it further when you've actually finished. So, but it's a delight from start to finish. And if there's anyone who reads it hasn't actually seen the room, I'd be curious how they see it because I, I think it would be satisfying for just because it's an interesting story and it's just yeah. kind of baffling what they're what's what's even going on because it just sounds so absurd. But once you know Tommy, you realize it's very real. So yeah, yes. He describes really well how disjointed it is. I think that if I hadn't seen the movie, I would be able to get a lot out of it. And still yeah, stay definitely. Because really I've read books so. about things that I didn't know about and found them very interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've actually read something about something I didn't know anything about before, and I found it very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much the case anymore. I'm usually rather informed going into books, but... <laughs> like a pop culture book like about like right. I read because we had a book club book and I didn't know anything about the band I hadn't even heard of the band uh, that the, the the guy who wrote the book was I'd never heard of either band but I just read it because it was the book club book and I thought it was really good just as a sort of a career you know memoir you know yeah yeah so of sort of a you know low level sort of indie sized band you know so that's why uh, that's what I mean by that. but I thought it was a great book whereas I've read books about things I do did care about that are just like meh so I feel like, but, yeah. you know, any documentary, if you if I get 15 minutes into it, I'll be, like, sold. It's yeah. kind of hard to screw up a documentary. I mean, it can be done, but I'm pretty much interested oh, in anything. Oh, it, it can be done, and it's been done. Because <laughs> these people think that, you know, that they, you know, just capture a bunch of, you know, like the Shag documentary about the artist Shag. It's just, how many celebrities oh, can I, I get it. to say that they like Shag? Uh, okay, you know, good point. And, You're, you know yeah. what? I'm remembering now that Nirvana... Um, oh yeah we hated that <laughs> so there you go and that's got Dave Grohl in it Chris Novoselic in it you know Butch Vig talking about it and it still managed to suck because the person putting it together was an idiot yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I think documentaries are very easy to screw up so, I have low I anyway. have low standards though everyone needs to remember this about me oh yes that's right <laughs> I do have higher standards, but we'll get to my changing standards uh, further down the down the track. Um, <laughs> so.
So um, now it's been a while since I've talked about my one of my coworkers um, who uh, who is referred to as Whopper Junior. And why is he referred um, to as re- Whopper Junior? <laughs> What's that? Tell them why he's referred to as Whopper Junior again, real oh, quick. Yeah. He's Whopper Junior because he has a um, a little goatee that makes him look like the Burger King king. So that the Burger King mascot who's that king that has that little pointy beard. So he has that. And so the guys in the warehouse started calling him Whopper Junior, and he got really pissed off. So, <laughs> like, really seriously butthurt. Anyway, so um, Whopper Junior is pretty dumb, in my opinion. And he also thinks he should have been a comedian. But he makes, like, the worst jokes. Just, like, jokes about nothing. Like, it's almost comedy in itself. Just the total shock, like, huh? What are you talking about? Like, he really has that ability, which I'll give like him Tommy credit for if I actually thought he meant to. Yeah, yeah, just totally. Like, you cannot believe he said that. So the other day I was walking from one place to the other and walking through the warehouse. And um, and the supervisor stopped and asked me about the convicts in Australia. So, um, and just when they settled into some of that history. And I just told him what I knew. And then um, and then I said, how did you even get on this subject? And then um, he was like... Hey, how do we get on the subject? Because Whopper Jr. was involved in that conversation. And he was like, oh, because I was like, you said this thing. And I said, oh, to the gallows. And I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Somehow that turned into into uh, into convicts. But anyway, so, uh, so the supervisor and I continued talking about uh, Australian history. And I'm talking about the racism there. And just, you know, all these shifts in the culture. Whopper Jr., desperate to join in, says, um, uh, yeah, I saw this thing like about the Australian the, the the surf gear that they used to wear like you know a hundred years ago, and they were like really long, like they came down to their knees. <laughs> oh like, dear! What are you talking about? <laughs> we were like talking about race relations and you know convict history, and you're talking about bathing suits and how they were funny looking. Oh yeah. my fucking god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like it was like I was like dumbfounded. Like I don't I just said, Oh, I, I think they wore those for modesty. Like that was all I could think to say because I just was like dumbstruck at that remark. It was just Bogans like you can't see them. how What's that? I said Bogans still wear them, but then I realized that wasn't really racist. <laughs> no, no, no. And they wear as little as possible. They wear the opposite <laughs> of that. Um, I tried to be racist. I really tried. You tried so hard. Don't worry, I'm sure you'll get to it before this podcast is over. Um, <laughs> um, and the other thing, like my my other boss was talking about about cats and cat psychology, and when this cat moved in, and you know how he would like relate to the cat and all this stuff. And then Whopper Junior chimes in, "Yeah, my cat like is like really into yoga, so like I'll take it out of the fridge." He'll be going like, meow, meow, meow. and I'm like, "What are you doing? Wow!" Shut up. He's yeah. like Hammerhead. Your Whopper Junior is my yeah. Hammerhead. Yeah. <laughs> With a beard. They just don't know how to, like, they want to join a conversation, but they don't know what to say. Uh, but they I don't have any filter. Like there's, um, yeah, there's a couple people that I was hanging out with recently, and they're they're LARPers, you know, the live-action role-play <laughs> video game oh, people. <laughs> no, I don't. And bless their hearts, like, they don't know really how to talk to people very well and so it, yeah. was kind of, it kind of went like that like it's just kind of these oblivious attempts to join the conversation and you're like oh okay and you kind of have to derail for a minute and then try to figure out how to get everybody back on track and um 
Yeah, it was weird. It's I was so like, hard. They don't realize how destructive it is to the conversation. Like, you, sometimes you can't even just go, ha, 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 yeah, and move on. Like, it just halts everything, you know? Yeah, it's like they don't yeah. really have have a category for how to, <laughs> to talk about things on the topic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. LARPers. Well, the sad news about... Um, about Whopper Jr. is that the world is just about to get a lot dumber because he and his wife are expecting. <gasps> wow, wow. He's married. I hope they have a girl. Wow. Yeah, he's married. I, I hope it's a girl because I just feel like a girl might have more of a chance. If it's a boy, he'll just be into turning him into a bra like him, though. So um, now I wanted to follow up from uh, not last episode, the one before. Um, think i can't remember now because they're so far apart now i don't remember what happened when but we were talking about thong underwear and how we thought it was lame and uh listener and friend jonah uh left a comment um on the blog saying she liked thong underwear and she didn't like uh visible panty lines from regular undies and i have the biggest issue with the visible panty line uh, argument for thongs because there is still one it's just up the butt <laughs> like above the crack and now everyone knows your butt's hanging out like it's still a vpl it is still a visible panty line and if you wear a dress that's kind of fitted but like kind of like uh kind of fans out of the bottom you know you won't see the panty line at the uh, that goes the part that goes under your butt, but if, if we will see the panty line if you're wearing a thong. So, I'm sorry, but VPL is the unacceptable reason to wear a thong. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I think I'm I'm gonna have to start paying more attention to this sort of thing. Because really, I mean, you make a very persuasive argument that there is thank VPL you. existing above the butt crack. So exactly. It's there. Only now you're forcing people to think about your open butt just, you know, just hanging right there. If you're wearing a skirt. You're to think about it. You really you are. are. I think about it. <laughs> you're really twisting people's arm to think about your bare butt cheek. I remember so. that Thanksgiving you were at where someone was wearing a thong poking out of her pants and she kept bending up. Yeah. And you're like, she knew what yes. she was doing and it ruined my Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. And it was so bad because like taking pictures of it and tweeting it and texting it to each other like at the party while she was like doesn't she follow you guys no, no it wasn't tweeted it was just texting oh okay them. that's good yeah. oh, i may man. have to cut that out <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um now over the last uh it's been about a month maybe so close to a month but we were obsessed with uh, Alison Gold's Chinese food video. It was like, it was like, this is by the guy, if anyone hasn't seen it, and it was at the end of the last episode, the song was Chinese That's food right. by Alison Gold. And I just put it in there without any explanation. Without any explanation. But there's a video to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God, like it's by the same producer who did that horrible Rebecca Black Friday thing and I was all into that until you know the people started putting her on shows it's like hold up can't we just treat this like a a hilarious video and not actually make this person into a star you know so so I'm gonna have to jump off the Alice and Gold train if she starts appearing on 
Conan or something. But um, in the meantime, I will enjoy Chinese food. But I mean, I, I noticed it was like a lot of people didn't know how to react to it because it's, you know, it's got some sort of stereotypical, a lot of stereotypical Chinese, you know, things in it and just other Asian things because then there's like the geishas in it, which aren't even Chinese. Right. So, but it's still so like, you know, ridiculous and over the top and just joyful that you can't help but like love it also despite those things like what were your feelings about it i just i really enjoyed the panda um that yes <laughs> towards the end of the video you know this giant panda you know stereotypical whatever sneaks into this slumber party full of you know junior high girls and at the end he takes his head off and it's a big black man inside <laughs> and i'm like I know. way to smuggle your way in there not creepy at all and i know um, <laughs> I love the line, Chinese food, it takes away my stress. Yes! <laughs> that one really stayed with me. I know. What does it say then, then after that, like something about going to Panda Express? Panda Express. No one, no yeah, one likes I, Chinese food eats there. That's, that's not okay, Chinese food. But. No, no, it's not. But, um... I know all the other verse parts, I just don't know the rap part. So I should learn the rap part and then I will know the whole song. But, <laughs> but it was like these people like love to just get on the that's racist, that's racist, you know, bandwagon. And it's like, oh, that's not even real Chinese food. That's like American Chinese food. And they don't, fortune cookies aren't even Chinese. It's like, look, you go to a Chinese restaurant on the menu. There is fried rice, there are noodles, and chow ma 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 main. Okay? Chow they what? have broccoli. <laughs> chow ma 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 main. <laughs> and, you know, they've got broccoli, they've got chicken wings, um, uh, and they've got uh, egg rolls and wonton soup. And at the end, they will give you a fucking fortune cookie. So even if it's not authentically Chinese, these are things that happen at Chinese restaurants in America. So there's nothing wrong with using all those things, I think, you know. The things that are wrong are that when he takes the panda head off that he's like squinting his eyes and right. looking, trying to look Asian. And that they use the, um, the uh, yeah, the... Uh, the geisha girls in a, in a thing about Chinese food, which is like ridiculous because that's Japanese. So those yeah. what I think of the, the obviously, but again, not racist. And that's another thing I want to talk about is just calling everything racist when it may be racially insensitive or racially stereotypical, but racist means to have a prejudice against a race, not observing something that's, you know, that is sort of, you know, happens in a certain race you know what i mean because if anyone does anything that's stereotypically some race mm -hmm. then they call it racist and i i just think that it um it's being overused and there definitely needs to be a word and i'm not saying people don't need to be racially sensitive about certain things but i'm just known to calling everything racist when you know like like all these people that have been doing blackface by accident you uh. know for halloween just because they're trying to be a character yeah but it was like that's racist that's racist but it could be if they were trying to do like an actual blackface character you know what i mean and like they were trying to belittle black people it's like or just like i'm just going to be a black person for halloween that would be you know on on the races but like when somebody's trying to portray a character who is black like this girl who um i don't know she's some actress i never heard of her but there's a character from orange is the new black who oh, is right. black and she put that. like the spray tan on and like yeah did her hair like the character and wore the orange jumpsuit and she's like i didn't know i was just trying to be this character and she went with a whole group of people doing characters from that show yeah and so she was just she was just stupid but yeah. i think like she was had no racist intent in doing that she was just ignorant and right. fucking dumb as shit and not <laughs> understanding why blackface is bad 
But, like, I just don't think it's fair to call that racist. It needs to be called something else. You know what I mean? I agree. I totally agree with that because I feel like I have been reading a lot of feminist rhetoric that's kind of the same. Like, I, I know um, of some some people who are strident feminists who will jump all over anyone who is, you know, what's the word? Gender gender insensitive but they're not trying to be right. outright sexist but my yeah. thing that i keep saying i'm like misogyny is so ingrained in our culture that even women are a party to it without meaning to be yeah. and like you need to like say you know you're not going to win any allies by jumping on their ass you know like say oh no. I, I i know that you don't mean that the way it sounds but you know you you know it really is treating women like second class citizens although i know you're well yeah. intentioned like if you could communicate that <laughs> exactly. A lot <laughs> I know because as soon as you shout racist at somebody, they're immediately going to they're probably not racist, mm -hmm. you know, for the amount that the word is thrown around now, and they're just going to recoil and start defending themselves. I'm I'm not racist. I have black friends. Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Just like, and I just I just think yeah, there needs to be some sort of distinction with that. And what you were saying about these these feminists just jumping on everything as being misogynist, because um, Greg had a band called Zip Code Rapists, <laughs> yeah. and you know now now that name it has the word rapist in it yes but it's zip code rapist so there's no there's no victim there it doesn't even you know what i mean there's no personification of this rapist do you know what i mean it doesn't quite mean anything you know so if it does i don't know what it means but it doesn't it's not like a t there's no target to this this rape that it speaks of you know and right. he would have people come up to him because he was in san francisco so of course they were all like total pc getting on his case about the band name but he would tell them he's like yelling at me I'm, I'm i'm sympathetic to you know to women you getting on my case that's a cowardly thing to do because why don't you attack somebody who's actually a problem you know what i mean but that's yeah. what these people do they jump on easy targets people who said the wrong thing or you know made a mistake or something like that and is not actually doing any harm rather than actually going after the people who really did anything you know or really are serious misogynists you know yep. and yep. I, I thought that was such a great way to put it because it is cowardly it's like well i can't fight I that person so <laughs> I feel like I'm doing I'm something by shaming this person. this person who's not actually doing anything that hurt, you know, because a zip code rapist is a cultural phenomenon. Like it's, yes. you know, a, a, like a serial killer. It's like, you know, you do, you commit this certain crime in this certain demographic, right? So isn't that all yeah. they're referring to? It's not like they're making a, the victims a butt of a joke. So, no, big no. distinction there. Yeah, so I think I think that was a good point, and that's how I think I'm going to view people that just jump to that conclusion too quickly, and like the ones that really pick fights about it and go on this crusade against somebody for saying something that you know you know more about them and know that that's not what they're about, you know. Yeah. So, so well, we'll see. But I don't know we should try and come up with a word for for, um, <laughs> for for people who are insensitive or make mistakes, but uh, you know, a way a more inviting word, a more conversational word, yeah. you know, that's lets people understand what they've done wrong so uh, hmm. but speaking of new words my friend Simone Shavur um, she was posted something on Facebook about uh, about a word something about crumbs but anyway she came up with this word for when crumbs are falling uh -huh. and it's it, I love it so much it's crumblesome <gasps> crumblesome <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes, so like, it's hey, you want to bite this cookie? Yeah, but be careful. It's very crumblesome. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, spreading the word, people. Crumblesome. What's a new dongtacular vernacular? Yes, dongtacular vernacular. <laughs> crumblesome. <laughs> 
So do we have voicemails? Okay. We do. We have a couple of voicemails. Hi, Simone and Stephanie. This is Kat calling from Portland. Um, I wanted to chime in on the caramel caramel thing because um, it's really fascinating to me. I'm from Michigan originally, and uh, most people there say caramel, but I was raised to say caramel because my mom is, um, she's a grade school teacher, very particular about pronunciation, and like Simone said, there's a fucking A in there, so say the A, caramel. Um, My sister still lives there, and she works at a coffee shop, and they have this drink, and it's called the, um, well, they call it the Caramel Marvel, which is kind of it doesn't even rhyme but um she got in trouble for calling it the caramel marvel um or at least um briefly scolded for calling it the caramel marvel because caramel doesn't rhyme with marvel but neither does caramel um but anyway so now i live in portland and i notice most people out here say caramel which kind of bugs me because i always you know like i go into starbucks and i don't order a lot but sometimes i want a caramel macchiato and it's not even real macchiato anyway but who cares? And so, you know, like, you get one caramel macchiato, and I just want to, like, you know, throw things. But last week, I was um, visiting a friend in Manhattan, and they were thinking about moving out there. Like, I really want to. And um, I went into a Starbucks there, and I ordered a caramel macchiato, and it was, like, music to my ears. The barista said, one caramel macchiato. And I know, like, on the caramel caramel map, New York is solidly team caramel, as clearly am I. And I'm like, that's it. I've got to move there. So um, definitely, um, definitely just wanted to stand up for caramel because, yeah, there is a fucking A there. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. So thank you, uh, Kat, for that call. Um, But that made me... um think about the caramel caramel thing um but it made me think of other words um like that that australians leave letters out like batteries like you know since i've been here i mean i think i say batteries all the time but Mm -hmm. there i would say batteries so and i think there's a few other words like that it's where we leave a leave a letter out and then i felt really bad because me saying batteries is probably the equivalent of caramel Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i don't know does it sound like that to you if i just say batteries i I know what you're talking about and it sounds charming you know it's like an accent well, thank word. you yeah yes you're but, so nice you find that charming whereas i found caramel annoying no i find bitch. it charming but i'll tell you <laughs> well you know how i hate um the canadian accent um when kat was talking about how um the caramel marble rhymes and caramel marble does not um <laughs> yeah think of that chain called pasta yagacha and the way oh. that canadians say pasta they say it like pasta and i can't fucking handle that pronunciation it does not speak to me (laughs) at all and i want to kick people in the crotch when i hear it so we went up to vancouver and i'm like oh my god david they have pasta you gotcha here and david's like yeah but and i go oh no and he goes yeah they say it like pasta you gotcha so it doesn't even rhyme (laughs) (laughs) what a bummer huh that's my regional story of dismay and pronunciation 
on the subject of words we hate, I just want to quickly add one because you know mm-hmm. how you, you hate moist. Um, <laughs> I I hate the word membrane. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, that's yeah. a good word to hate because it's so like visceral. Like you can kind of feel what they're talking about as you say it. Ew. Yeah. Well, I think I first the first time I really started to hate it, or that I really thought about it, was that. Um, when we were learning about had sex ed in, um, in year eight, um, the teacher was talking about the hymen and said it was oh. a membrane, and I was just like, oh, it just grossed me out. Never since then. And then, and then the breast pump that I use, like this little rubbery piece that flaps to, you know, cause the suction. It's a membrane, and I have to like, I'm like Google, I'm like looking on Amazon for replacement membranes, and I'm like, ugh. Every time I type it, I feel sick. Hate it. It's just so pink. It's a very pink, isn't it? It's pink and flimsy. (laughs) Okay, um, our other call is from listener Claire. Hi, my name is listener Claire, and I'm relatively new to the Dom Cheney podcast. But uh, we've been, my husband and I have been going through and listening to the older Dom Cheney podcast, and we've recently listened to the. the one about Don Draper and how Simone pictures him draping his giant Don Draper all over his lady friends. And so I have a little story that goes along with that. Um, I was recently looking for this spice that's called Asafetida or Asafetida, and it has like seven different names. Um, it's like Asant, Food of the Gods, Giant Fennel, and Devil's Dung, because I guess it smells kind of bad. Um, so I finally found this at the store in Olympia, Washington, and I was with my mother and father-in-law, and they were driving, and my husband was in the back, and I was telling him about all these different names, and he kept draping his arm on me in this really weird and sort of flaccid way, and later he told me that, um, he was actually trying to make a joke devil's song, so you guys might enjoy that, and, uh, he and I recently moved to Everett, Washington. And we're kind of homebodies, and so I was wondering if Steffi had any tips for us for exploring uh, Seattle, because we really haven't done it very much. So if you have any favorite places to go in Seattle, or, you know, cool things to do, yeah. If you just want to share some tips with us, that'd be cool. So I love your podcast, and I hope your maternity break is going well. And anytime you want to come back, I'll be listening. Okay, bye, guys. Oh, that's so nice. Tips for homebodies. Oh my god. I I don't know. I like my favorite thing lately is just to come home, take my pants off right away and walk straight into bed like <laughs> and, and try to not get out. <laughs> yeah. That's my tip for homebodies. <laughs> I don't know. Like cuz, you know, I I'd have to ask if she likes the rain yet because a lot of us who've lived here for a while like it and think it's cozy, but um if, if it's driving you crazy, get a light box and take double vitamin D. That's my other Seattle tip. But, um, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, so take that, your pants um, off and get, get vitamins. Whole... What's that? Take your pants off and get vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new Dongtini tagline. <laughs> <laughs> but you, oh, your your normal way of saying it, since you're Australian, is vitamins. Am I right? Oh no, we always say vitamins. Oh, you did. I think okay. English people might say vitamins, but we say vitamins. We always also already we also say urine, but in England they say urine and urinals. Urine. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
Gross. Urine. That's even grosser. Yep. Gross word just got grosser. Yep. Dong teeny, um, take your pants off and get some vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one, actually. <laughs> okay. Last week we talked about the Facebook unfollow. Last feature. week. <laughs> oh, was Sorry, this Facebook watchdog? There we go. Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm just laughing about last week when, like, we recorded, like, five or six weeks ago. I put it out a week and a half ago, and who knows when this will come out in relation to our recording. But anyway, go, yes, last week, I say, as, I, as I quote, put quote mark air quotes. We were very upset at the loss of the Facebook unfollow feature because yes. it used to have it right on the post it would say you could unfollow it after you commented so you didn't have to get everyone saying oh my god your baby's so cute xoxo lol so um that has gone from the actual page where you post but i have found that it is still there um when the notification comes up um you Uh can stay in that box and then click and there's an x on the right upper right corner of the box when the when the notification pops up on the lower left hand corner of your screen uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it's in there. Or you can go to your notifications thing at the top and then just kind of hover over the top right corner of that and it'll give you the option to unfollow. So it's still on there. Oh, okay. They just made oh, it harder good, good. to find. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yep. So what's it? there should be a there should be a, a, a Facebook watchdog um, victory bug. Oh <laughs> bring, like the one up coin sound. <laughs> but I, I want it to be dog related. Um, what does a dog do? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking also of Facebook, I, um, you know, my stuff Christian culture likes Facebook page. Um, I will post several things throughout most days, um, just things related to Christianity going on, usually horrific, sometimes good, um, usually not so good. So, um, last week, it's funny that you mentioned the Allen Ginsberg movie, which Daniel Radcliffe was in, because um, this is an Allen Ginsberg article, Dangerous Minds article that I posted, um, about how Allen Ginsberg, well, when was this, you know, in the 60s. He um, went over to England and he said, this is a quote from him. As soon as I landed, I felt a kind of weight pressing on the top of my head and I knew what it was. It was the church. And you know what I did? I went straight into the first church. I went straight up the aisle of that church and I stood before the altar. And you know what I did? I masturbated right there and it was good. That was real. And so, you know, it says then, um, you know, a man came up and hurled him gently out of the room. And, you know, this is, you know, Dangerous Minds article. So... I thought that was interesting, and so I posted it without any commentary to, you know, just kind of let people see what they would would take from it. Nobody liked it. Like, I thought it was kind of a rock and roll move, Uh, you know, like, you know, fuck the establishment. Like, that's kind of awesome. No, not not even, like, the atheists like that. (laughs) Someone goes... Really? I know. This one girl who I knew was, um, I'm pretty sure she was an atheist because she's come there a lot, but she goes, this disgusts me and makes me furious. Whatever your feelings are about a particular church or religion, there are no excuses for this selfish kind of shit. Um... And someone else said, Allen Ginsberg was also a pedophile, so I'm not too keen on him as a bohemian icon. And I have read about, you know, 
the, whatever his pedophile stuff is. And obviously that's not cool. But um, yeah, I didn't I, know at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I kind of, this is like, a, you know, it's something that I've explored in therapy that's helped me a lot is, is the idea of being able to hold complexity. Like not saying, okay, that's automatically everything about that's bad because of this and everything about this is good because of this. So um, I kind of right. wanted to speak to that. And so this is what I put. I said, I think it's important to be able to hold complexity. Just because we find aspects of someone abhorrent doesn't mean that all of them is abhorrent. Fundamentalism taught us to write off all of someone or all of an institution completely if all of it did not jibe with our personal philosophy. There's a great deal of tension that must be held in order to be a whole person and to see all the beauty and all the horror in others. I hope we can move towards acknowledging the gray and wrestling in it and holding it well. So nobody liked that either. Really? (laughs) And someone wrote... Well, what if he hadn't jerked off? What if he had done a poo on the altar? The poo! <laughs> the poo! So I, I left one more comment and I go, <clears throat> I go, whether he had shat on the altar or jerked off on it, there is some deep story there. Allen Ginsberg was deeply harmed by the church and he was screaming for freedom from that harm. Whatever else he did in his life, there's something about this part of his story, the super gross and frankly violent statement that seems bravely desperate to me, like he had to match the disgusting oppression of violence done to him by the church with an act like this to feel free. I may not have done the same thing, but I resonate with his story. And so anyway, the, the conversation kind of died after that. But I thought it was interesting that no one else seemed to approve of Alan Ginsberg doing that. Yeah. So, anyway. I guess I don't approve of anyone doing that in general, but not because it's a church. I just think, what, you know, you just shouldn't do that in yeah, general. Yeah. But, you know. Sure. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm surprised everyone reacted so harshly towards it. I, I think there'd be like in, indifference and in, at least indifference to go along with the outrage. So Yes, yes. I didn't see a lot of indifference, so. Anyway, I thought that yeah. was interesting. And you also mentioned Allen Ginsberg earlier, so yes. that's funny. And now when I picture him, when you said he was masturbating, I just pictured Harry Potter at the altar <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I just came in okay. Um, speaking also of, of politically incorrect things that you aren't so sure you should like, but you do anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like to talk about um, being objectified on the street or um, uh-huh. maybe verbally harassed because um, I just, okay, I totally struggle with this because part of me is like, you shouldn't have the right to say that kind of stuff to me and the other half of me wants to crack up. It doesn't happen all the time, but right. this was yesterday. I walked past these two gentlemen and one of them goes, I, he called me something, but I can't remember what. Um, and then he, I do remember he said, can I go with you? And then the other guy next to him goes, yeah, I'll show you my action, Jackson. <laughs> wow. And I know so many people that would construe that as like a violent, aggressive, almost, you know. Yeah. Least, you know, sort of statement. But I thought it was so funny and I was just laughing and I kept trotting along. It wasn't dark yet, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't feel unsafe, but... Um, my response was laughter and I felt like when your kids you know your toddler says a bad word and you laugh and you're not supposed to like you're reinforcing that behavior that's right, how I right. felt with this but action Jackson that was just funny so. yeah no I think I mean I, I know why people are so sensitive about that and really I follow everyday sexism on Twitter which is just women posting all the shit that yeah. gets said to them on the street um, which is really interesting but, um, but I don't think that's wrong I don't think anyone can tell you that you have to have this specific reaction that suits some greater cause you know mm-hmm. so um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that you know 
Yeah. Because I think you can recognize that it was wrong of them to do that, and how dare they? But it doesn't mean it was not funny. Well, that was so. kind of why it was so funny. Like it was so yeah. boldly wrong. Like <laughs> gross. Like as if I yeah. want to see that. You know. <laughs> Actually, that brings me something I left out of the earlier topic about um, about calling everything racist. But um, mm. but in terms of like laughing at, so that's like obviously that was a sexist thing to do, you know, and uh, it was not okay, but it was still funny. It's like, it's is it okay to like laugh and appreciate something? Just say like like if someone makes you know what would normally be deemed a racist joke, but it's like based on some sort of stereotype that you are aware of and you understand what it means. Mm-hmm. And you find it funny, but like if you're if you're trying to be the good PC person, you can't laugh at that. You have to say that's not funny. That's racist. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you feel like you you you're like some sort of greater cause is dictating a very honest reaction to stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not allowed to laugh at that. I'm not allowed to feel this way. It's, and and I, I've got kind of got that attitude with comedy in general, where I instead of saying I'm watching The Love Guru because it's terrible and I'm not going to <laughs> laugh at it because it sucks. Like I watched The Love Guru, Guru and I laughed like three or four times but it still sucked you know just laughing at a couple of times right. doesn't make it good it doesn't make something right or okay but if you just have that natural reaction i i don't feel the need to to deny it you know or feel bad that you had that reaction you know yes so, i feel like it's getting to that point because i see the thought police everywhere so yes. often so that's what it is the thought police exactly so i'm um, just gonna laugh at something if i like chinese food like it, it has some racist or stereotypical elements to it but i still find it funny you know well, for whatever reason it's like being racist and you know yeah but even it, if it, it didn't I, I it first still read it as being satire so i thought it was totally funny because i don't find things funny if i think the person saying it really hates the race or whatever that they're making a joke about you know because then it really bothers me because i think you're not yeah, really joking you're, you're you're being serious but if i think i know somebody's not really racist and they make some racially stereotypical joke i'm, I'm gonna fucking laugh you know i'm sorry so. yeah well dawn was saying that about she's seen the richard Pryor documentary and she's like stephanie you need to see it she's like because she goes he was so funny because he was in love he was deeply in love with the people that he made fun of uh-huh. And I thought that was an interesting way to to put it because what you just said about how it ceases to be funny if they're actually not you know being playful and they actually don't like the people they're talking about like yeah there's something to that so yeah context mm-hmm. again as we've said before you know context is everything yeah so, yeah oh, more people should, should say that yeah and those, yes those thought police aren't aren't too big on context um. So I have a grammar annoyance that uh-huh. sometimes we talk about words that bother us on hair or or things that we pick up little idiosyncrasies. Stephanie, I, I, I could care less about this this subject. About what? I could care less about it because I care you could a lot. Care less about it, couldn't? Yes, because I care a lot <laughs> I hate about you it. Ah, oh, that's so bad. Oh but my I'm God. saying it truthfully now. I could care less because I care so much that it would probably be better for me if I cared less about it than I do. So please, it is actually possible for me to care less because I like that so much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now. Please share with me your grammar annoyance. <laughs> My grammar annoyance, and I've been hearing it a lot lately, is when people say less when they should say fewer. Um, oh. I hear all the time, like, um, like they did that less times than they did before. Or I uh-huh. shot less pheasants than I did last year. <laughs> I've been 
hearing uh, this lately. Oh. Yeah. I read like one of those, I love reading those lists of words or, uh, that are used incorrectly. And I think I saw that, but I, I probably do it. I'm not sure. But now I'm going to be mindful of it. So if I've done it, I apologize. Well, no, I mean, I don't think you do it. David does it, which cracks me up because he's the one with oh, the English really? degree. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what's, you know, and then she did it less times than she did before. I'm like, fewer times, you know, it's that's yeah, quantifiable. Yeah. Fewer times. Like less is a concept. Less is for something that's, you know, like an emotion or something. Anyway. Yeah. But fewer is for a, a number, like something yeah. where you can say it was 10 and now it's five. You would say fewer. Yep. But Not isn't it less, less dongs, also? Fewer dongs. <laughs> but isn't less still correct because it is, it's even if you don't, uh, you know, even if you don't use fewer, isn't still somewhat correct? It's somewhat because I can, I know what they're talking about. Like if there were less dongs present, I would know that you meant fewer dongs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would know what you meant, but... There were whatever number of dongs there were the first time, there are uh-huh. now not as many. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to wrap things up, I would like to share the most brilliant video that I've seen in a while, which Ooh. is um, a clip from 1969, July, the day after um, America landed on the moon. And <laughs> America landed on the moon. <laughs> America landed on the moon. I think they not man, to it as man. Not mankind. America. America. <laughs> and they were Texans too. <laughs> or they were from Houston, sort of. So, um, so Elvis was in the back of a car, and they were filming him from the front seat, and he didn't know the sound was on. And uh-huh. they said, they go, they were talking about the moon landing. They're like, yeah, did you see the moon landing the night before? And Elvis goes. No nah, man, I was buried in a beaver. <laughs> awesome. And then, and then he's going, "Oh, it's okay if he's filming. They don't have the sound on." And then, <laughs> then come to find out, he's like, "Oh my gosh, you do have the sound on." And then he goes, "What a friend we have in Jesus." <laughs> I know it was only about two minutes, <clears throat> so I'm gonna post it on dongtini.com. Oh, that's great! And you're going to like it. Yes, I read in in one of the biographies I read about Elvis that like he had some girlfriend and he like told her to say the word cunt and told her it meant something else and she kept saying it and they were all laughing behind her back because really? he told her to say cunt. Yes. Oh my god! I have to see that. Oh wow! It's not it's not video. It's just in the in a book. You can only. Oh read okay, it. crap. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I have to read that then. Yes. <laughs> so I think that about wraps things up. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've made it this far, um, thank you so much for bearing with our postpartum and schedule type idiosyncrasies. It really means a lot that you are hanging in, and it also means a lot when you call the dong line three two three three zero one dong. Dong is in wiener. And if you're going to buy any shit on Amazon, go to dongtini.com first and click through there so we get a kickback. And um, we can stay on the airwaves. Just kidding. We'll probably always stay on the airwaves, whether you do that or not. But it would just be nice. So um, until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye.
mind, you look so good. I want 